Coming up on the Front Page Football Podcast, me, Matt Olsen, we broke down the A-League men's season opener last night, Melbourne City, defeating Western United in the grand final rematch, and uh, yes, uh, a lot of talking points from the game, uh, let's just say it was was an interesting game, we'll put it that way, uh, and uh, definitely some peak A-League moments as uh, as we touch on in in uh, the podcast as well so yeah just a brief reaction podcast uh, today to that game last night Matt we briefly touch on the uh, on the Joeys as well and uh, how they went against Cambodia last night uh, too and uh, then yeah as well looking ahead to today's action the big blue tonight between Sydney FC and uh, the Melbourne Victory Massive game in the A-League men as well but without further ado I'm your host, Christian Marchetti, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, so we're back with another Front Page Football podcast, just a bit of a mini podcast uh, tonight, and it is a little bit late at night now because we've just watched Melbourne City open the 2022-2023 A-League men's season with a 2-1 victory against Western United, and tonight I've only got one guest with me um, on the podcast, so something a little bit different, just a two-person pod, and uh, Matt Olsen joins me um, for the podcast tonight. Matt, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, Christian. It was a bit of a funny one tonight, especially for a grand final rematch. But uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, bit of a bit of a peak A Liga um, match that one. That's uh, that's what I was saying. But I think uh, the general consensus, what I'm seeing on social media, was that was the case as well. To be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've seen like a, a reigning champion team in the A League come out so bad in the 17 year history of the competition. <laughs> to be brutally honest with you. Um, I mean, in particular, like the, the obviously the worst player on the pitch was was Leo Lequois, Yeah, right? yeah, we like, have to get to Leo for, Lequois, Yeah, well, the whole bloody show is going to be about him if we're honest. I mean, for an overseas yeah. player for a team that's just won the championship, I mean, what on earth happened tonight? That was an absolute shocker. Yeah, I've made a I've made a note, and I think everyone else should make a note. Like, let's let's just calm down for a second. Leo Lequois was unbelievable last season. Players can all have a bad night. He's maybe just a little bit underdone still. Uh, first game of the new season potentially. So I've made a note to myself. Let's not overreact. Uh, but that was mm. just a really, really bad night at the office for for, for Leo Lacroix. Um, of course, two one was how it finished. Uh, probably should have started that anyway. Melbourne City two uh, one winners. Uh, goals for them. Own goal from Leo Lacroix, uh, and then Jamie McLaren pouncing on a. Yeah, you guessed it. Leo Lacroix mistake. To make it 2-0 and then uh Milanovic with the goal at the end there as well. Could see him get on the score sheet. So yeah, Lacroix, obviously a major talking point, his performance. Um was there anything from a Melbourne City side, I guess, that really stood out for you though, that that maybe maybe caused uh Leo Lacroix to have a game like that? Or um, you know, any any individual performances from the city point of view that really stood out? Yeah, I I think in particular, um, first and foremost, the fact that Tilio didn't start is um, really was quite a shock to the system, given that he's it, supposed to be, it, yeah. you know, mm. 
potential soccero, but but actually something about Melbourne City more broadly, and I think this extends to last season as well, is that you look at their team, and it's almost like this MacArthur effect where you think they've got this really stacked forward line and they're all going to be a pleasure to watch. But on the pitch, that's not actually how it plays out. You know you know what I mean? Like guys like Naboo, Lecky, the, the role that Tilio played tonight, a lot of it was, it was actually kind of subtle things. It wasn't that they were in control of the ball. It was the way that they had sort of, uh, sort of teamed together and a lot, a lot of the passing, a lot of the things they were doing off the ball to get it forward to, to obviously yeah. um, J-Mac, who, who mm. you know, is, 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 is a poacher. I think that it's one thing that actually is a really big strength for Melbourne City is that you watch it and you think that maybe they're a little bit washed up. But it's it's just it's the tiny little things and it's the way that they combine going forward. They're actually a really fun team, but you just need to find the right way to watch them and understand how they go about their football. Yeah, and I think I think the one thing it's interesting actually you mentioned there, you know, almost changing perspective when you're watching them tonight, because I felt the press was really good from a Melbourne City point of view. And mm. they, I mean, Western just couldn't get out, and and they really made them look like they didn't make them look like champions at all. I mean, they look they look awful playing out from the back uh, tonight, uh, Western. And obviously, the second goal was McLaren pouncing on Lacroix to score, and that was Lacroix hesitating on the ball. He wasn't sure where to play it, and yeah, they they couldn't get out. They got suffocated. There was other occasions um, where Western's defenders they just did not seem comfortable, you know playing the ball into a Lustico or Kilkenny and then trying to get out that way uh, or playing out wider into wider areas. Uh, and I don't want to touch on players who who didn't play, um, but there, wa- there was something to be said around having no Priovic, no outball, no target man, where they could just bypass that pressure and hit a long one into him and then maybe he could bring the ball to ground, win a free kick, whatever, and then you relieve that pressure from, from Melbourne City that way. But again... Don't really want to touch on it too much because I also because I do think Melbourne City were very organised tonight and they got that part of it uh, spot on as well. So yeah, just yeah, very shaky from from Western and I guess it's just it's just probably down to first first match jitters really. Well, I mean we have to remember this is the A League, right? So notoriously, the first few rounds the football's always really really quite shit. Uh, yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we, we we did see that tonight because to reflect on the fact that it was a two one score line, like it didn't play, it didn't play like a two one game at all. Western oh. United's goal. You, you want to actually talk about how poorly Melbourne City defended? I know they've won and I know they've actually played a really good game, mm. um, at least in the circumstances of what went on. But they they were also pretty average at times to, tonight. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So it's, I know. Yeah, and it's funny I, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, obviously. Thomas Lamb, I think he looked all right uh, in his first game at the back there. But Scott Jamison is a makeshift uh, left centre back tonight as well, which uh, is far from ideal. They've of course got Curtis Good uh, out at the moment, and then Lamb actually pulls up with an injury as well late on there, which which you know they're going to hope and pray on that one because um, look, and there's no disrespect to a to a Jordan Hall who came on at the end there, but you know starting the season off uh, and you want to start off well, Melbourne City uh, having you know finishes the runs up last year, probably not ideal to not have your best centre-back pairing in there at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I thought Jamison did okay, though, filling in in that void uh, as well. And uh, Boss and and Galloway looked okay as well when he came on. Uh, Talbot, of course, as well, um, starting my bat. So, yeah, um, you're right, though. Talbot's going to, I think, sorry, sorry, yeah. different, different track, but no, I think right. Talbot's in for a really big season. Um, and also, speaking of big centre-backs missing, uh, the fact that Tamaki Umai uh, was injured as well for Western United, mm. they don't have a lot of depth. 
to, to be honest. So I'll be keen to see how that affects them. Unlucky to um to one of our writers, Cody Ajada, who um just had a big big spill uh recently about Tamaki and my being a great purchase for uh, A League's fantasy. And um <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Tamaki and my picks up an injury in, in in round one. So um unlucky on that one, Cody. Uh yeah, also very fiery game, hey. There definitely was a little element of uh, you know, Melbourne City going a bit of, you know, fuck you guys, we're gonna we're gonna come back and and, and make sure we beat you uh first up. Yeah, well, uh, it was sort of immortalized by Valenbarish's comments at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah, get, get to that, get to that. Because I actually, in in the insistence of, you know, making sure we get got this uh, got this quick uh, mini podcast set up, um, you know, relatively quickly, I did miss that interview at the end there, but you did see it. Yeah, no, I, I did. I've I've just kept all the, all the post game and everything on in, in, right in front of my face. Um, so basically, he's just he's just come out and um, said it was like an amazing debut for him. Really excited to get involved with the team. Really excited to get revenge for the grand final, which is incredible for a you know an overseas player to be saying an overseas loanee to, to be saying that kind of thing. Talk um, about talk about embracing it. Like... Yeah, no, 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 it's great. And then he and then he drops the biggest f bomb, saying like, "Oh fuck, you know, we we got into him." I'm thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> the f so, By the way, by the way, can. I don't know who's running the effects mics down at you know Paramount or whatever on the sidelines, but I think they need to turn those down because yes, like, yes, no, I, I think like for a season well. and a bit now where like I'm hearing every game, every A League game I watch now, like I'm hearing something, something new every game on those effects mics. There was just like <laughs> even, like just just like little stuff, like I think because Norway wasn't happy with like a foul on the first day, just like just a general fuck off, like you talk yeah, to the fourth official yeah. that you hear, uh, this sort of stuff as well, and uh, even the. Just on like the fiery element of the game, I, I couldn't believe that the Naboo kind of pain a uh, little fight in the first half when Naboo <laughs> Naboo just goes in for a standard, you know, they're just going for a standard 50-50 tussle. And Connor Payne literally, I don't think he did anything at all. And Naboo's just like, I'm just gonna start shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I know. Uh, all right. There was there was something, there was a few things that caught me about that. Naboo and Connor Payne actually seem like really like humble veterans. Like they actually seem like the kind of guys who would stand up and well, they're ex-teammates, they're ex-teammates of course of victory, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Mm. Um Oh, so I guess there, there, there obviously wasn't beef there. It wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. Mm. But just the way that Connor Payne is standing there, he, he starts him with the bump and then and then he sort of pushes back like, what, why are you doing that? And then Naboo just gets up in his face. Like Connor Payne, to his, to his credit, I don't know if you understand what he did to tick off Naboo like that. But yeah, it was they got fasting yeah. with each other. It was uh, pretty good to see. Um, yeah. One thing I just wanted to mention mm. on the on the F-bombs, I don't know if you, have you watched any of the of the Paramount Plus Sydney documentary? Just very, very, very no, briefly touch I, on it. I have not okay. yet, but I do. I am keen okay. to get onto it. Yeah. Corica, there's only two episodes out right now. Corica has dropped, by my calculations, 16 F-bombs between the two episodes. Like, Honestly, coaches A-League, just love their swearing. Oh, yeah. A-League coaches, Australian A-League coaches in particular, and particularly yeah. ex-players, actually, I've noticed as well, like Kisnorbo, Corriga, I'm sure Aloisi would have had a couple tonight. So, like, you know, they are all, from that era of the, it's almost like that golden generation era as well. Uh, they are they are very uh, casual with the F-bomb. Uh, let's yeah. let's uh, just, just say that. Um, so, yeah, but the other thing I wanted to touch on um, was James Troisi and his debut uh, tonight. What did you make of that one? Oh, to, to be honest, it's tough because you're supposed to be an important 
veteran presence in an attacking sense. Mm. And as far as their attacking goes tonight, so many things were going wrong that it was hard for the link-up play to be as effective. Mm. Um, and also, you know, the, the absence of privilege probably doesn't help that. But someone like Tracy, it was hard for him to achieve tonight because it was just going so wrong, to be honest. Yeah, I, I felt they play, of course, with those two sixes with Lustica and, and Kilkenny in a four-two-three-one like that. And last season, they you know they had no problems with it um, for the most part. Of course, I mean they won they won the championship, but it just it just felt Wenzel Hall's very isolated uh, up front. Mm. He wasn't really going to get anything. And Troisi, I, I don't think he had a great game, but I kind of fell for him a little bit because it did seem like he had to basically you know demand the ball the whole time and make things happen by himself. Mm. For, for the most part as well. So not 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 an easy start for him. And you know, I don't know, with Diamante, not sure what the what the latest is with him, but it's a potential for him to come back maybe next week. Does does he just slot straight back in and Troisi drops out? Not too sure uh at, at this stage. But um yeah, other things, uh, definitely in the first half, goalkeepers, uh superb. Um I know you you know we were texting just during the game and, and you were saying, yeah, uh the goalkeeper's been on fire and uh particularly Jamie Young I thought was superb tonight. Yeah, well he yeah, but he did as much as he could, I suppose, but mm. um the men in front of him weren't weren't of any use. <laughs> yeah, Leo. Um, yeah. Uh, there was there was a moment there that I was touching on that I think you got a little bit confused about when I was messaging you about it, but I guess the timing is off. There was just a, a little <laughs> moment with Lockie Wales where he got completely lost with what to do um mm. on the ball. Um, he's just sort of crept forward. He was the only he was the only one that came up for this particular ball. I'm, I'm not sure why, um, but he's just sort of he's almost as if he's expecting Previch or some someone to be there, and he's just sort of backed away from it and let the ball go through a pack of defenders. And yeah. there's no, no one else there, so it was it was a bit of a weird one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that their whole their whole link up play there was just something off. And when when you start a game like that and, and you can't really recover and get and get into it. Um, you know, it's less about the individuals and more about just trying to fix that as quickly as you can. And, and every, they, they were just, everything was off. I've just, um, actually, I've just seen on the TV here, Alex Tobin medal votes have come through. Yeah. Um, Matt Leckie got the three votes. Yeah, I was, the, well, we'll Brucia, get to him in a second. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew Nabu won. So, yeah, no, obviously no Western players in the, in the conversation there. Yeah, I've got to say, get, I'm going to just say a couple of things. So, first of all, Leckie, I thought Leckie looked really sharp tonight. Uh, and I was actually pleasantly surprised because I just felt so having watched Lecky uh, up close in the grand final last year against the same opponents as well, and just seeing how sluggish he was and just how much he was hesitating on the ball. And it was just kind of like, you know, what's this guy doing? Uh, and even seeing him uh, in, in the Peru uh, game for the Socceroos as well. Um, and just thinking, yeah, like, you know, what, what's going on with Matt Leckie a little bit. But I thought, you know, he started really well. He's, he's got himself, he set himself up nicely, I think now, to hopefully continue the way he started tonight, put, you know, a string of really good performances together and try and secure a spot uh, in that squad come come Qatar. But yeah, yeah, just really sharp. And uh, I thought Risden really struggled uh, all night with him. Uh, and Risden as well, just in possession, like I was saying before, around the playing out from the back stuff with Weston, just, all the defenders looked uh, looked very uncomfortable in possession tonight, and uh, yeah, Lecky in one v ones was very strong too, and uh, yeah, could have had a goal tonight as well. Was probably unlucky in that sense as well. And just on Barisha, um, now I get we've got obviously a tendency, don't we, amongst the um, amongst the A League um, fan journo contingent to definitely gravitate towards these foreign big foreign personalities, right? Uh, but I thought. First off, I thought he was really good 
um, Barisha. He's picking up the ball in really nice spaces in the half spaces and, and some of the balls he was delivering were real quality. Uh, but I thought he fizzled out second half. Uh, and you can arguably say that goal at the end there with Milanovic it was was his fault um, because it probably is a clear you know he should clear that ball to be honest. Uh, but I'm just I'm just wary of people overreacting with him um, because I do think he's got a lot of quality. But I just think you know guys, it's you know it's not like he was unbelievable tonight. Um, and I just think you know probably just need to give it a bit of time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what else to say on that because you're correct. I mean, you can't, you yeah. can't, can never sort of overreact. Um, I'll tell you, just then again, then in again, terms sorry, of Marquise, sorry, sorry, Matt, just on that, if he's going to keep these post match interviews coming, then I don't really give a fuck what he does on the pitch, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. But he kind of, I'll tell you who he reminds me of, and it's different because this player wasn't on loan like uh, Valon mm. is, but kind of reminds me of a bit of a Mark Yanko type. Like he's almost, his, his boots are sort of too big to be in the competition and he's probably going to go out there and have a really, really good crack at it and probably, you know, do a lot for the team that he's playing for. But well, he seems like he gives, time, he seems like he gives a shit, which is, which is like, it, check, it, check, it, like that, that's all the difference. Number exactly. one box yeah. ticked, right? And it's, yeah. it's also, it's the really big conversation with Charlie Austin right now. Okay. Brisbane might, might be 10th, 11th, 12th mm. the whole season, but you've got a Charlie Austin there who fucking cares about competition mm, and it's important. Mm, mm. Um, but just the, 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 the comparison with Mark Yanko, I make that because the resume doesn't, doesn't say like ultra hyper, really important marquee, like someone like, like Austin's would, but you've just got those, those contributions there. You've got the emotion, you've got passion and he's, it's set up for him to succeed because he comes from a, a level that's so much higher than the A-League. So yeah, mm. he's good. He's good, but we don't want to treat him like he's, you know, the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And just so, so obviously, uh, uncertainty with the, I mean, first goal, I'm using air quotes because it was, of course, disallowed uh, for for Jamie McLaren uh, at the at the start of the game for supposed foul from from Valon Barisha on, on Ben Garuccio. So there was that. But then the goal that was given, of course, the first goal, the own goal from Leo Lacroix. Now, just on Valon Barisha, now all this now coverage is going to go towards his his post match interview, but uh, might see a few replays on the social media around his miss after the goal <laughs> that was given from Lacroix, yeah. the own goal, and the ball yeah. just popped back out to Bruce and he thumped it into Rose Ed. Um, yeah, yeah, that was you know. I mean, the whole the whole thing was peak A League though. Oh yeah, I just was. I don't really know what to say about it because yeah. it's hard to analyze a set of play that's that fucking horrific, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And what, what did you think about that disallowed goal at the start? Uh, the foul, supposed foul from uh, Barisha on Garuccia. Oh, I mean, it was it was definitely very soft, but yeah, um, it wasn't the only disallowed goal because obviously Western United scored one. It was the only piece of good play they put through the entire night, by the way, and it was really good. But they were, all the players that sort of jumped up for it were offside. So mm. um, the the city one, I, I don't really know what else needs to be said to be honest. Like I don't know, it, it was soft. Yeah, I think um, it's one of those ones where at the end of the day, it's probably fair and also actually yeah. actually no this i will say the var and the, the replay actually makes it look worse than what it actually is mm. Mm. Oh, and by the way just just the as i don't want to talk about var too much just at all this season to be honest but uh nice work with the with the uh time taken for the decision i thought that was really good yeah. you know nice and quick Effective. get it done you know yeah. uh let's fucking play um so that was good but the um yeah the disallowed goal i think garuccio back pedals and by doing that he kind of does go into Barisha to make it look worse than probably what it is but maybe there is a little bit of pushing the other way from Barisha so I can see why they've 
why they have uh, given that. So I don't think it's a it's a like a travesty or anything like that. Uh, to mm-hmm. be honest, um, other one I want to talk about Tom Glover, uh, who did come up come under a, a bit of criticism last season for Melbourne City, but uh, particularly in that first half was was really influential with uh, with some huge chats. Yeah, yeah. Someone like Tom is is he's doing what he needs to do. I I guess I would I would question what is his motive for this season because he's probably at the level where he can get a move overseas, but he needs to have mm. he needs to recapture the form of a few seasons prior, if you know what I mean. Mm. He needs to be that that hot kid off the blocks again and, and not be someone that's sort of molding into a mainstay A League player. Because you you know, you know, with due respect to Tom, you don't want to end up like a Birigidi or a Vukovic where you're in the A League for a bit longer than you probably deserve to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. And just back to Tilia, because we touched on it before, I guess it's interesting tonight because Lecky, who has been someone that has been a little bit criticized for his performances with the Socceroos and his spot is potentially under threat. And then you've got Tilio, who has been advocated to play for the Socceroos. Yet tonight you've got one who in Tilio who starts on the bench, comes on and actually looked okay, to be honest. But him starting on the bench did seem a little bit telling. Yet Lecky, who has been come under criticism, actually plays really well and looks looks um looks sharp uh very sharp so just an interesting dynamic playing out there where you've got two players in that melbourne city squad one trying to keep his position potentially as soccer is one trying to to earn it as well yeah uh, i i get the feeling that the tilio situation is going to be the hottest ongoing saga of the season and i say that because i mean Definitely from you know, the city perspective, mis- yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I, well aside from, from aside from integrating of- their, you know, foreign players, but that will be that that could potentially linger just around, like, you know, there will be there, there's probably going to be a period where Tilio's coming off the bench and he's looking good, and and maybe Naboo's going through a dry spell, and then there's just like a little bit of talk around what's going on here, why isn't he starting, and this that, and just not one have to face those questions. Yeah, well, mm. um. I mean, I suppose it's a good, it's a good good headache to have purely from the, the sort of insular perspective of, of their own team dynamics, right? From Patrick Isnovo. Mm. But I think um the the big the big issue is for, for Tilio that he's just sort of come off these Socceroos appearances. He's he's you know, he's quite noticeably fluffed it with that with that missed goal at Eden Park and he sort of wants to redeem himself, but now he's stuck in a position where the, you know they're contending for a title. They don't care about the individual situations right. at all, yeah. and that's that's going to be a really really big headache for him. And I don't think it's it's going to get any better or any worse. That that being said, there's a lot of room for Lecky and Naboo respectively to to you know use the word lightly because they've both played really well tonight. But but there's potential for them to kind of flop or or not be as noticeable. Um, mm. But it goes back to what I said at the very very start of the show that they're they're, they're, they're at a point where you're actually not going to notice them as much because of how well they link together as a team. So when you sort of paint that into the whole picture, it makes things kind of worse, to be honest. I don't know. They're they're a very um, unique team in that respect. You just, you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know how clearly it's going to be. The one thing that you do know is that they're going to be very good. And yeah, Mm. I just don't know what to make of the whole situation really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay. Anything else that I guess stood out to you uh, from, from that game? Um, I think just from the Western United perspective, it's a, it tells me that, that this is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a, a total anomaly on the season, 
or this is sort of going to be where it falls apart again for Aloisi. Um, he's been... Really? You, you, that... <laughs> no, I, no I, I say this for a few reasons. The, 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 uh, we're one game into the season. Right? Shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up. But at the same, but at the same time, like, it's, it's just like the sign is there. They've, they've lit the spark now to say that something can go wrong. And I put that down. Okay, to the fact okay. That so you're, you're you're kind of almost saying like, if you start when you start like that, it, it just kind of creates just a little bit of doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And if you ask me, there are one or two signs there already, but I'm not a professional, so I, I shouldn't comment too much. But basically, I, I'm just I'm at the point where when you look at their team, right? What made them so good? It was the fact that they're like Dad's Army 3.0, right? They're all these veterans, mm. but behind that. There's no, there's no depth. If you look at the bench, it's extremely young. And the issue is that mm. when you have one individual like Leo McQuire having the worst game of his life, look what happens to the team in the end, right? So I will if, say this. if at any point that yeah. doesn't click, they're in yeah. trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will say this though. Dumbia, of course, came off the bench. He didn't start. If he gets match fit and he plays as one of those number sixes, then Lustica or Kilkenny, probably Lustica, I think, drops to the bench. And mm. so, you know, there's an option off the bench that would be yeah, good. Yes. And then if yeah, Diamante I mean, comes in sure. for Troisi, Troisi off the bench is probably a decent option there. So the bench could get stronger when those guys come in. Yeah, but, but Christian, every single person that you've just named is is well in their 30s now. Am I am I wrong in saying that? No, I know that. I know that. All I'm saying is James Troisi starting A-League games these days is maybe not as appealing a prospect, but James Troisi may be coming on when you need a goal with 20 minutes to go. Okay, yeah, sure. I, I sort of think that applies to the entire team, though. <laughs> other than, mm. other than, mate, obviously like Wales and, and Wenzel Halls at, at the front. But right. who else is? I mean, I mean, Connor Payne's probably a bit younger. Josh Riston, I think, he's twenty eight or twenty nine. But like at the end of the day, that midfield in particular, they're all they're all you know. The, Dumba is what thirty one. Tracy, what thirty four. Anyway. The point is that they're 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 yeah, all yeah. right. Yeah, so the, the they're, general point is they're that they're all, all going to yeah, be yeah. yeah. If they're if they're all going to be that that sort of impact sub role, who's actually going to be starting? Like who's actually going to be starting and decent and consistent? And the yeah. only reason that this team was so bloody good last year in that respect is because they all stayed fit and they're all able to play at that level. This is this is what I mean by it's the first sign of that. If if they can't actually link this together, then it could very well lead to them. Yeah, I, I will say this. To help your argument there is that all eyes are going to be on Lacroix next game. He's got to respond. He he has got to respond. He does, now. yeah. You know that 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 he is does, that yeah. is that is the case, right? You know it, it is it is in our nature as as football people to to overreact. I try not to, but yeah, I, you know, I, but, but I, I, yeah. I don't genuinely believe it's that much of an overreaction because it, for me it's a very it's a very easy um, analysis to make on on who they are as a team. But that that's it. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, yeah. On this right. particular game, we've spent enough time yeah. talking about one game of football. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you want to chat, Joey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Joeys, who of course were playing at the same time against yeah. uh, Cambodia. Cambodia. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Okay, no. so yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, 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 I'll let you take it away. Yeah, of course. No worries. So it was twenty three nil against the Northern Mariana Islands. Well documented twenty three nil win that one. Yeah. Yeah, all, all you really need to know is that, that that was all about sort of your goal difference because they're playing China, who yeah. probably are a better team. China only beat the Northern Marianas 11-0, and we've just beat Cambodia 10-0 on top of that. So the goal difference is there. All we have to do is pull off a draw against China, and we're, we're going through. Uh, how about just a quick word 
because yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't been talking for that long. Uh, on the big blue, uh, that is by the time this podcast goes up, will be happening tonight. So uh, uh, a quick word on that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, it'll probably be the first time this season. Oh, the F three derby might get a good crowd. But it'll probably be, be the first time this season that the A League actually looks like the A League again. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> all twenty, all twenty-two or twenty-five, however many players uh, stepped on that pitch tonight are really getting, uh, really getting a grilling here from Matt Olson. No, no, no. I don't mean in a quality <laughs> sense. I just mean in a, in like a following, like the fans. Oh no, of course. You know? What did you think of the? What did you think of the? Um, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised by the Western active support, the service crew. Not, not too bad in their, um, in uh, how many showed up for the for the game tonight. Yeah, looks like, I, looks like I, it's grown. Yeah, I think it's a it's a funny one because like, is it, it uh, where do these people live? Is it more convenient for them to be going to Melbourne or like, you mm. know, are they all are they all just catching like uh, you know like um, shuttle buses or something together down from Geelong <laughs> or Tainate or wherever they're from? Like yeah. to me, it's it's a really really weird dynamic that's going on. But the club mm. put themselves in the situation, so. Yeah, I mean, a number good, but at the same time, they're absolutely not. I mean, come on, it's green seed elite, all this rubbish. It looks really bad, um, but at the same time, it's good to see that the club is sort of growing for their metrics. I suppose. I think the F3 Derby, you're going to look at a crowd where, like, it's not it's not the peak 2007 kind of era, but mm. there'll there'll be a big enough crowd there, and then it'll sort of just like you know because of all this all this COVID and all the stuff that's going on to actually see Allianz Stadium. Apparently, the entire lower deck of the stadium is going to be sold out. Mm. Whether whether the actual stadium itself was sold out, I think that's a bit a bridge, yeah, look, obviously a bridge too far. But it's mm. going to be a really really good crowd. That's the important thing. And then you've got the actual on pitch narratives. Can Steve Corica actually pull this team together to do something? Can they can they actually really prove everyone wrong and prove that it's not a case of just the Arnie era lingering on in the team anymore? Can they form their yeah, own yeah, identity? No, that, that is definitely that's the big narrative really, for me really around important. Sydney FC. Mm, um, right. As for Popovich. Uh, look, it's all about grand final blues, right? Like we know he's going to be there or thereabouts and they're probably shaping up as as, as the minor premiers, uh, for, at least from my perspective. But, you know, can that team actually fire on and, and be who they need to be? And with respect to sort of how things shaped out last season, is Jake Brimmer the creme de la creme of that team and the soccer is Bolter that some people mm. say he is? I don't know. Mm. But a lot on the line tomorrow for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, today then we got F three Derby, we got the Big Blue, and uh, Arthur, of course, yeah, Macarthur as well, yeah, the Cup champion. Brisbane, I've just, just been having a game in SunCorp. I yeah. might as well just comment on that. Important that the people in the centre of Brisbane make a statement and say, can we play this team actually in the centre of Brisbane and not? Yeah, so it's going to be. Hopefully, the there's a good crowd out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, exactly. And I'll just say one thing. I'll just finish with this. The crowd tonight. So when when you know you turned the game on and I saw it just from a just from a TV perspective, it wasn't like I think we've got to get past the stage of like just bemoaning crowds every single time we watch a game. Like, look, I oh, get yeah, it for sure. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like this isn't like if that was five years ago, maybe it's like two Melbourne teams. You know, you you pull in like yeah you know, twenty thousand whatever, and it's like oh wow yeah season open yeah like let's get fucking yeah like you know what I mean. Um, but like. Tonight, it wasn't, it just doesn't have that same sort of thing anymore, which is, you know, a conversation for another day, of course. But, um, you know, I just think we've got to probably lower expectations when it comes to crowd uh, numbers and things like that. What I just liked tonight, I guess, was, you know, you had your two active supporter groups at each end. You know, it was nice, fiery game. 
whatever. There was a little bit of little bit of bite in it, and uh, you know, in the end, although there were peak A League moments, um, you know, there were some goals, and uh, you know, uh, there was some swearing on the effects mic, which uh, is what I usually come for. So no worries. No, it's good. It, it last <laughs> season something. I, actually, I'll, I'll leave you with a quote. A quote from Ryan Williams of all people. He said, um, "You know, last season, referring to twenty one twenty two, was really really bad for the Western Australian community, but it was worse for the A League." And I, I tend to agree there. It was probably just in terms of the metrics, a really really disastrous season. And I think that's why we care, and I think that's why we want to mention these things. But season two of the independent A-League, it feels like things are sort of coming back to normality. And I think with all the COVID business out of the way, I think we're, we're, we're getting there. So let's celebrate it and let's enjoy it. And let's, you know, let's yeah. just, yeah. And sorry, sorry, to li- sorry to listeners. Um, Matt Olson just has to get the WA perspective in there just for, just <laughs> even if it's for a minute. So um, yes. yeah, that's... <laughs> That's uh, that's all good. All right, we're gonna wrap this up before this mini actually turns into a proper freaking podcast <laughs> time because <laughs> I think we're clocking around thirty five minutes now. Okay, uh, Matt Olson, uh, top work. Uh, you can uh, catch some recent stuff from him on frontpagefootball.net as well, and hopefully some more stuff coming out from yourself too. Uh, and yeah, more podcasts coming up as well, more articles, more everything. Uh, so stay tuned, and uh, we will see you in the next one soon. See you guys. Bye-bye.